0: This is the GPL Podcast, sponsored by Vintage Minnesota Hockey, your exclusive source for throwback Minnesota jerseys. Visit VintageMNHockey.com. Now, here's Hammy, Vigo, and your host, Jupiter. Good evening and welcome to another GPL podcast. Starting our next 100 shows. Hope you guys are ready for them. Um, Well, I was bitter on the team last week, Vigo. Obviously, they still hadn't proven anything to me and uh, I still feel the same way. Definitely another Jekyll and Hyde weekend for our favorite squad.
1: Yeah, definitely got the, the feeling on... Saturday, that all the work that they did on Friday was good enough for them for the weekend. Ugh. You know, you, you just play that uh, Saturday game, and right off the bat, they they give a couple gift goals to Ohio State. Um, I, I don't think Ohio State had to work very hard to get their chances Saturday, and they capitalize on them. Uh, we saw Lucia pull Shearhorn uh, for Lair, and then put Shearhorn right back in because it was pretty obvious that goaltending wasn't the big problem on Saturday. Like, it's been a couple weekends where they've struggled. Um, the whole team just kind of wasn't engaged.
0: Well, uh, Hammy, both nights started rather bad. Obviously, they recovered They recovered both nights, but Friday night they continued to the recovery and went on and win the game 5-3. But, you know, after tying the game Saturday night, it was just all downhill. And like, like Vigo said, it really wasn't all Shearhorn either.
2: No, I mean... <laughs> You know, it's really hard to analyze what the, you know, the psychological makeup of a team is. I mean, I I do believe, you know, after talking to some people that really they do get a little bit, I think, frazzled if they're worried about their goaltending and, you know, they're not supporting him in some respects. I mean, it's not like all the goals are on him. I mean, some of us, the goals that, you know, I've seen have been, you know, the guys aren't clearing you know the the opponent out of the the way in front or you know it's making it more difficult from some of those long distance shots but there's enough of that where they're just he's not stopping some of the ones that you really would expect a goalie at that level to stop that i think it's somewhat psychological and i think that they um if they think their goalie isn't on that it does have an impact on that team and it's just like anything in in either football or hockey i mean in football it's the quarterback and hockey it's the goalie if A goalie can make a you know mediocre team great and it can make a pretty good team pretty look pretty lousy too and it's not all on him but i certainly think that the psychological impact of a goalie not playing well can really hurt a team so what now vigo i mean i i i feel like
0: ripping on the team because they're just so inconsistent it's just not something that minnesota team should be but uh um where do we go from here? I mean, it's just been I mean, I mean like I you know since I was told, you know, Friday or it was it Saturday night, this team is a 500 team since the opening weekend against Alaska which got them two games up. They've essentially been straight flat the whole time, good and bad, good and bad, good and bad. What the hell?
1: Well, I think I've heard a couple interesting things from Don Lucia this week. Uh, first off, he's called out his forwards as probably being one of his worst shot-blocking groups he's ever had. Um, I think the only weekend where you saw them give consistent efforts was against North Dakota. You know, both nights, you know, they they really buckled down and blocked shots and worked as a unit. Um, kind of limited North Dakota to a lot of uh, opportunities on the outside. Um, so I think you know that's something they can do to try to help. Um, Surehorn get a little steadier is, is not see so many shots get through um, the other thing that was interesting today was lucia talked about shortening the bench he's like they don't have to play four lines they don't have to play 60 so if guys aren't bringing their game and aren't competing i think this is might be one of the rare years where you're going to see lucia shorten the bench and that's definitely an option because you know when you have guys on scholarship can't wave them and bring in somebody else. The only carrot they have is ice time. I think in the olden days, you know, you'd have a coach skate a team to death and, you know, try to get their attention that way. I don't think that's what Lucia is going to do. Uh, I think he's going to start limiting ice time for some of these guys. Hey, you no, know,
0: and that's actually one thing that uh, I believe that Pat Micheletti was talking about Saturday night when he was so disgusted with the performance. He's like, shorten the bench, you know, put out the guys. Who are who are putting out a, a full effort, and uh, and I
1: I think that's what you're going to see. You know, guys who block shots, guys who play defense, guys who try to overcome mistakes and keep playing hard and making good decisions. I think those are the guys that you're going to see playing. Um, it's definitely going to ramp up the second half of the season, um, that's that's one way to respond.
0: Yeah, and you, and you also mentioned that uh, you know obviously Lucia's tone Saturday night was you know you know. Kind of, kind of even over or so, and and then you said he was a little different on the on the show Monday with Wally after he had seen the video.
1: Well, I think sometimes when you're coaching, you're not quite sure <laughs> yep. is it really as bad as it, as it looks right now, or is it going to be worse on the video? And I think you know Lucia is frustrated with so many guys not competing and playing hard and you know respecting their opportunity that they have. Um So. You know, they only have this one more series before winter break. Um, I think, you know, you're going to have to see this team make a change if they want to be successful, if they want to make the NCAA tournament. They're going to have to play and compete more because they're they're just not that talented where you can get away with it in college hockey. You know, every team's good. Every team has good goaltending, and you saw that this weekend.
0: But they do have pretty much the cream of the crop to pick from. Why aren't they that talented?
1: Well, I mean, I mean, you know, I mean, don't you, I mean, you know, you know what I'm saying. The
0: they're supposedly Royce. loves to say they're the Yankees of, of college hockey. Obviously, that's not always true. But you know what? It, it kind of comes down to you know who he's picking or who you know Batoni and Gensel who are going after. If they're not that talented enough, you know, it's kind of on them.
1: I'm sure Hammy's a little more plugged into recruiting <laughs> than than the rest of us. But, you know, the World Junior roster came out, and there's only one Minnesotan from Minnesota on the team, and that's Ryan Lindgren. Um, there's a couple other guys, you know, Joey Anderson, um, Ashan, the guy from St. Cloud State, you know, Besser. These are guys that aren't playing for the Gophers this year, but they're going to be playing for their country in December and January.
0: So, Hammy, is this kind of on all the coaches? And if they don't have the talent to, to keep up with these other teams, it's uh, it's kind of on them, isn't it?
2: Well, it is. I mean, I think I've said it, you know, before that I think that what they haven't done as good of a job at, in my opinion, is kind of fill out the roster with guys that maybe, you know, they're not going to be stars right out of the gate, but that they actually have some kind of an impact offensively and they do it. You know, they're, they play their role. Well, you know, as young guys and they grow into, you know, maybe a more prominent role as they kind of mature and, I think that you know we've will always do pretty well at getting you know some of those star guys that are gonna be in the top six. I, I never really worry a lot about that stuff. The thing that I've noticed more and more is that I don't think that they've done a good enough job filling out guys that you know play the third and fourth lines that actually have some enough offensive upside that they make them a threat out there. I mean, when I think of the best gopher teams, even under Lucia, it was like they had depth in their scoring and and yes they had some great top line guys that were you know very potent but they had some guys on those you know fourth line when I think back to like the John Wivels of the world or you know kind of that era I mean they had some guys that could do some damage and, and I just haven't seen that as much in recent years uh, and I think that more than anything is where I see the team not being quite as consistent well who knows <laughs> I,
0: I mean, you know, they can shorten the bench. They can do whatever they want. Uh, obviously, Hammy, one of the guys we've been down on, is Camarata. It seems like he's his playing time is pretty much down to every other game these days. Um, I'd say one positive we did see on the weekend, Hammy, was uh, Brischet kind of got back on the board with some scoring again, and we definitely need him to pick it up because he had been quiet for a while.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's you know, I think that. You know, some of these guys are, are kind of streaky scorers. I mean, I think that they kind of have that kind of a history. And um, you know, when, when you get on that cold snap and you're gripping your stick a little tighter, and um, I think the effort—I don't think anybody really questions the effort with him. It's just a matter of you know, capitalizing on the opportunities. And because um, he's always been a you know a hard skater, he, he works hard out there. And I, so I don't think it's an effort issue with him. I mean. I think some of us like to pick on Cammy because we don't see the effort. And, yeah. um, you know, so, I mean, I don't think his situation is just, to me is just different he, for whatever reasons. He's just not been capitalizing um, on the opportunities he has had. And, um, but the effort is there. And I guess that's why I don't get too down on somebody like him.
0: And that's probably why we have him. Cause like you said, he's always kind of busting his ass out there, whether it's, you know, back checking or whatever. Uh, whereas Cammy, uh, Sorry, Cammy, We're just not a big fan right now. You need to put letter little put her effort forward. Oh, let's Vigo. Let's go to the defense. I mean, obviously, they've been pulling some guys in and out. Uh, next weekend, they're not going to have much choice because uh, Mr. Lindgren uh, got a little stupid at the end of the Saturday game. There, took a elbowed uh, somebody way up high, um, and is getting the boot for the first game uh, against Michigan State. But uh, and he's he's been one of our more solid defensemen, but. Uh, what do you think of what's been going on back there on the defense?
1: I actually feel like the defense has played pretty solid the last couple of weeks. I don't think they're the big problem. You know, I don't see them making a lot of careless decisions um, that lead to a lot of odd man rushes the other way. I think we've seen a couple of hiccups when, um, you know, a guy like uh, Glover, you know, isn't comfortable in the lineup after not playing Friday and then play Saturday and makes a couple tough plays right away to start the game. But he, he found his game as the as the time went on, um, but I think the the group as a whole has been okay. I don't think that's the big problem so far with this year's team. Um, I think Collins has really responded after his struggles last year. Um, I think Bischoff and Lindgren have been the best pair, um, so I think they are being productive. You know, the power play looks great, so that's the one bright spot for this team so far. And
0: yeah, and that's what, like I said, I was going to mention is that you know Collins has been the whipping boy for about the last calendar year you know ever since he went to the juniors last year or since he was cut from the juniors i should say um Mm -hmm. but you know like i said he has been pretty solid he's he scored a goal this weekend um and he he's he's making smarter plays smarter passes uh and better position um so he's really he really can't be the whipping boy like he was because he's finally growing into his role
1: yeah and i thought he made a nice play um Saturday that sparked a goal by holding the zone, um, he's really responded. I just, I just think it's this, you know, team defense working as a unit of five yep. has really been the problem. Yep, and you know, they're just, they're just not working together.
0: Yep. Yeah, well, what, what can you do? Um, Dude, was that a f- bite of food or what was that? I'm just drinking some drink here, just oh, relaxing. Okay,
2: I was like.
1: Jeez! A little, <laughs> little gin and juice? For, uh,
0: I, uh, no gin, just a little uh, twist. Uh, not uh, little Arnold Palmer tw- uh, lemonade and tea. A little going here, but no alcohol, nothing like that. This isn't a, a weekend in Anchorage where I get just hammered on on a live broadcast.
1: <laughs> well, um, they're a five hundred team. They're not, you know, a two fifty team. <laughs>
0: But you know, one thing we talked about this past weekend is that you know Ohio State has a good record. They played really well, but they played nobody, which is why you know you guys were picking a split. I I was not going to pick a split and or pick a pick a sweep, I should say, until they 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 prove it to me. Um, Ohio State two losses on year. Obviously, they're beating who they're supposed to be, but they hadn't played anybody. I think that's why the fans are so disappointed because typically this is not a great team from ohio state they played a super soft schedule and the fans feel this is a team they're supposed to beat they're supposed to sweep and i think that's where a lot of the disappointment comes from hammy
2: well i mean i you know i, I don't it's like i said i i don't know i i've said on gpl that i think this is actually a a pretty good team but I just think that there's enough weak links there that when things go bad they just real go but ba- really go bad I mean um, we've seen it in too many collapses and periods or over the course of a game where they get a lead or whatever it is and um, <clears throat> you can't tell me that they're good for you know half the game and then they're just a crap team the other half I mean as far as the quality of team they have it just They make enough mental mistakes or they make enough you know the goalie's not making the save at the right time whatever it is it just there's a combination of of factors and it's it's been frustrating i mean we should have you know in my opinion at least three more wins than we have right now so what's it going to take then
0: i mean to to get out of this funk is this on the coaches is this on the players to finally say enough is enough i mean where does it come from Viggs?
1: Well, I think one of the issues is we have a couple older players that that took a while to get going and are kind of quiet leaders by example. Um, You know, Justin Kloos and Jake Bischoff aren't super vocal guys. You know, they like to lead by example. And so I think it's kind of hard for them to to hold everyone accountable. You know, they don't have a Nate Condon in the locker room who's going to, you know, stand up to these young guys who won't block shots and tell them they have to start doing their job. Um, and I think that's a little bit what the coaches need. You know, Lucia and, and Gentile can be all these kids all they want, but until, you know, that insulated group of guys starts to hold each other accountable, you know, you're not going to see that kind of results. Um, so I think, you know, the coaches are trying all they can, and if, you know, they play 4-5-D or five D and 9 forwards, you know, that's the next step for them.
0: Yeah, well, the fans are frustrated, but there's not much we can do about it. We just need the team to kind of get it together and see how it
2: see how it goes uh the question is if they if they like shorten a bench like that it's like how long are they gonna be able to last you know what i mean i mean yeah i could see doing that for you know i mean they're young guys and it's they're only playing two games a week but i mean especially on that saturday game if you're shortening your bench i mean the other team even if they're not as good as you i mean you're gonna wear down i mean so it'll be
0: I'm not sure. We'll just kind of have to wait and see. Um, well, But before we get to uh, talking about uh, Michigan State, we need to hear from our sponsor, Vintage Minnesota Hockey. VintageMNHockey.com is a proud sponsor of the GPL podcast. Well, what is Vintage MN Hockey? Well, it's kind of the place to get all of your history of Minnesota hockey, from the pros to the minors to the collegiate teams to even the high school teams. All information about any of those teams can be found on VintageMNHockey.com. They also have great interviews with some historical Minnesota hockey figures like John Mayasich and Lou Nanny, Glenn Sonmore, some of the greats of Minnesota hockey. So make sure you check out those interviews. It's a really great thing. But as like I always say, I think my favorite part is the store. The store, you can buy a custom historical jersey from the Gophers or the Bulldogs or some of your favorite high school teams. And if you do make a purchase, just use the code GPLPODCAST, all one word, and you'll get 10% off your order. So make sure you visit VintageMNHockey.com and follow them on Twitter at VintageMNHockey. Well, before we get to uh, talk about Michigan State, uh, one thing we tried this weekend, or I tried, was uh, we wanted to, you know, do more live video from from uh, Mariucci. So what we've done is we started using instead of using Periscope, we started using Facebook Facebook Live, and it seemed to go fairly well. It's kind of nice. It better little better quality video than that, and uh, you, and it keeps it historically archived, so you can go back and look at it if you want. Um, I know Vigo, you've been using video in the past, you know, either Periscope or Facebook Live. To, you, know, you know just get quotes from lucia and whatnot but uh if it's something you guys are interested in to just go to our facebook page at facebook.com uh, slash live just uh like the page or follow the page and and whenever uh, we do a live video whether it's post game or whenever um you'll get a notification you can watch us live or go back and watch us later so uh make sure you check out that feature we're trying to do a little more things with facebook since so many people have it and uh facebook live seems to be the thing to do these days huh vegs
1: yeah the only downside is that it allows the star tribune not to send a writer to the game and still get (laughs) quotes as uh i think it's the last three or every series pretty much except the north dakota series star tribune hasn't sent a writer and so they'll they'll grab quotes off of that uh video i think and and put it in their uh their paper
0: well we're're we're, we're trying to serve the fans because the fans like to watch it and uh, but uh
2: the're shrimp- just going they're going full circle because if anybody <laughs> remembers back to the days of Pride on Ice they used to steal all the recruiting stuff and all that from that site they never did their homework on their own and so we're just going full circle now they're just stealing stuff from us some video and whatever. <laughs> Well, at well,
1: like you know, Facebook isn't blocked, unlike GPL at Star Tribune. <laughs>
2: nah,
0: well, <laughs> <laughs> which is strange. I don't know why GPL would be blocked. I know you mentioned that Gonzalez, when he was writing for the Gophers, uh, had a hard time getting to the site and just seeing things. But uh, what can you do? We're just trying. We're just trying to do a few more things. Like I said, you know. So whenever I'm down there, you know, you know, at the home games. I'll try to get that post game video up and you know maybe sometime maybe maybe Vigo maybe you and I could do a pre game thing where we could take questions or something like that just uh just a few different things for the fans to interact with us besides the podcast so we'll see how that goes but uh this weekend Hammy we've you got a a date with Michigan State obviously uh Michigan State uh, one of the worst teams in the country Until they went to North Dakota a few weeks ago, and they got like a win and a tie, and I think that tie, they even had a shootout victory, so maybe Michigan State's not as bad as people thought, or maybe just North Dakota's not that good, but either way, uh, I don't remember the last time we've swept in Michigan State, no matter how good each team was, so no matter what, it's another challenging weekend for the Gophers.
2: Yeah, I don't know what it was. I mean, even back to the days of the college hockey showcase, it always seemed that... Uh, you know, the, I don't know if it was because Michigan played kind of that wide open style, and then the next night you kind of had that defensive. You know, I, I, you yep. know, I don't know what yep. it was, but it always seemed like a lot of times, yeah, the, <laughs> it would be a low scoring tight game, and it just, you know, I don't know what it is. It's if it's just uh, the matchups and the styles, and but it always seemed like there's a struggle when we play Michigan State, and it's hard to, you know put a finger on the reason why so but it's road series you know you kind of i think frankly after some of the games we've blown this year i think it's going to be important to kind of um not necessarily steal one on the road because i don't know that i would call a steal but you certainly have to come through um against some of these teams that maybe aren't as strong and you would expect to do a little better at um so they're gonna have to step it up and uh hopefully they'll come out of this with two wins
0: Well, that would be nice, but uh, they've only swept, uh, I want to say, three road series in the however many years of the Big Ten or something along those lines, Vigo. So no matter what, it's on the road. It's it's not easy.
1: Yeah, I think it's been a tough schedule for the Gophers so far, having so few home games. Um, But sometimes, you know, when you have a team like this, it's actually easier to play um, games on the road because it allows you to focus in. And maybe that's what this group needs—is you know a weekend away, you know, isolated from everything, and just focusing on competing two nights. Um, Michigan State seems to have found their game. Now this is a pretty different roster than has Michigan State's had in the past. They've got a lot of under, underclassmen playing. I think uh, Tim uh, Anastas came into the season as probably being on the hottest seat of all the coaches in the conference, and they've seemed to have found something the last couple of weekends. So I think it's going to be a tough low-scoring game for Minnesota this weekend. Um, it's kind of going to be a stressful situation watching Shearhorn to see how he responds and how the team in front of him responds. Because with the, all these inconsistencies, it's hard to to see them getting more than just one win.
0: Wow. Of course, Nate uh, Wells coming up big for us. Uh, last time Minnesota swept a two-game series at Munn was 1978. Whew. So it's been a while. It's also the only Big Ten rank Minnesota hasn't swept, you know, as a Big Ten conference. So um, Michigan State hasn't had many great teams since we started the Big Ten. And uh, like you said, we haven't swept there in almost 30
2: years, Hammy. Oh, don't be <laughs> such a pessimist. Don't be, <laughs> such, don't be so negative, people.
0: Hey, like I said, they need to prove it to
2: me. Well, I don't, I don't disagree with you. I mean, especially, like I said, they're not getting that consistent play in net. I mean, even if they're not um, all his fault, you kind of need your goalie to, yeah. you know, once or twice a game steal one, you know, from the other team. And uh, we're not getting that kind of goaltending right now. Um, and certainly that's, I think, like I said earlier, I think that's affecting the team to some extent. Um, it's almost like you're waiting for the other shoe to drop. And, you know, I mean it's not like we're playing a super potent team, um, this week. So you, you kind of have to, um, hope that we're going to, you know, kind of our offense brings its a game. And if there is a little bit of a slip up in net, it's a, you know, our offense has done enough to cover up for that. So, um, I don't know. I, I, I don't think it's going to be a sweep weekend, but I certainly think that they're going to get the majority of the points.
0: Well, it does look like they'll at least be short uh, Smithula this weekend. You were mentioning on uh, Twitter there, Vigos. Uh, Sounds like we might not see him back until uh, the Mariucci Classic.
1: Yeah, he picked up some sort of injury at um, the second period on Friday night. Um, Didn't play in the third. And then I think Lucia had said going into this week they were going to see how he was going to handle it. Um, But then again, at uh, availability today, Lucia said he won't make the trip this weekend, and they expect him to be back for the Classic. And the other player they won't have is Lindgren yeah. uh, for Friday night's game because he decided uh, <laughs> to go after uh, a Buckeye with his elbow with five seconds left, and uh, that drew a suspension from the Big Ten.
0: As it should. I mean, uh, if the players got to play a little smarter. I mean, even if it just, if it's you know the, the referees might miss it during the game, it's going to happen. But you know what? Uh, video doesn't lie, and. Uh, uh, the Big 10 has no problems uh, sitting a guy. I mean, they did the same thing to Ohio State Friday night after uh, one of their guys got called. They, they thought it was too much and it wasn't called that much during the game, so they suspended him the next game. So these guys get yeah, It's
1: pretty they It's pretty kick. clear in this conference yeah. if you make principal point of contact with the head, you know, you're going to get suspended. You know, they've been pretty consistent with that the last couple of years. Uh, if you want to take a shot at a guy, just skate right through him.
0: Yeah, I mean, cuz then it's a body check.
1: If it's any other way where you just clip them or you just you know, contact yeah. the head, you're going to get suspended. If you want to send a message uh, in this conference and not get suspended, you just skate right through the chest.
2: Yeah. I'm kind of actually surprised that the refs miss it as much as they do. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, I mean, I'm not saying oh, yeah.
2: the slam. I'm just saying some of them don't seem like that. You know, it's like they're kind of obvious me, and it's like the way that they don't call them, it's like you it, you scratch your head.
0: Yeah, well, what can you do? What can you do? Uh,
1: obviously, well, I think they know that they have the video review, so they know that the league is going to get it right. Yeah. So I think that kind of puts them into the hesitation, because if they do call it during the game, it's automatic. So it's, he gets an automatic suspension. If they do it this way, You know, they can at least rely on the video.
0: Yeah, but you know... I- at times it could be a clear five-minute call and they're not, and they're missing it. And that's quite a bit of power play and scoring opportunities that the other team could have. So, kind of a double-edged sword there. I mean, uh, the next night, you know what? They've got somebody to replace them. If somebody does that in the first period on the one night and he doesn't get that five-minute call, he's still on the ice the rest of the game. He could still score. Um. So, I, I guess it's... Uh, I mean, I mean, it's gotten to a point where, you know, football is using video replay during the game. I mean, uh, can the refs do that in, in college hockey? Can they go take a look at something and uh, maybe make a different call during the game? Is that, is that allowed under the rules?
1: I, I think the big 10, when they call the contact of the head, they can review it mm-hmm. to, to confirm it. Um, but i I'd, I'd I don't think it's that way where they can just review it just to see. Okay. I think they have to review it to confirm it.
0: Gotcha. Yeah, I wasn't really sure. I think that's uh, that's maybe something they could take a look at. I mean, because you know it doesn't take that long, and really, if you if you want to get the call right. I mean, it's not like these games are like college football games. These games last about two and a half hours, whereas some of these college football games are going three and a half to four hours. Whereas the NFL is much quicker, so. Uh, I don't think it would affect college hockey all that much if, if they take a, a minute or two to look at uh, a potential five-minute major compared to, you know, a, a two-minute elbow. So we'll just have to see. But I don't know, guys. I, I can't I can't predict sweep. Um, until they start proving something to me, um, it's just going to be split city for me. And I'm guessing you guys are probably thinking split too? Hammy? Or are you more, are you more positive than me? <laughs> well, no, I think it's
2: more. More like a, a win and a tie, yeah. and you know I don't know you know if they win the shootout or whatever, but uh, that's kind of the way I'm leaning toward right now. Yeah, yeah. Biggs,
1: I'm leaning to a straight split this weekend. Uh, you know we'll see how Lucia follows through on shortening the bench because I yeah. feel like in a game like this against uh, Michigan State or Michigan State isn't exactly a high powered scoring team. And I don't think they're going to get three four goals, but um, you know, I, I think they'll still split. You know, they're going to be low-scoring, low 3-2 type games. Uh, but it'll be interesting to see what happens with the lineup, uh, who even makes the trip if uh yeah, tries to that. send a message to somebody and leaves them home. We'll see.
0: Yeah, but that's that's a little tougher to do when you already know you're down Smatula. Um, I mean, do you do something like uh, bring a couple guys who don't play that often?
1: And well, I think we definitely see Maroney play this weekend. Okay. Uh, I think he brought some straight line speed and hustle to the game. I was surprised we didn't see him in the lineup against a good skating Ohio State team. So I think he's definitely someone who makes a return to the lineup and gets a chance. But you know, he's also, is talking pretty tough uh, okay. on his coach's show and at availability today. So I think he tries to shake something up going into break.
0: But also Maroney is also probably not a guy who would even make the trip before.
1: Not if they're playing well, but when a team's not playing well, you yeah. kind of throw everything so, out the I window. Mean, you know, Lucia's never been a guy to shorten his bench. Yeah. But if he's actually going to do that, you know, maybe he wants to get some guys he can just spot.
0: Yeah. Well, we'll just have to wait and see. Just have to wait and see. Well, we're going to keep it a little short this week, folks. Not much to talk about because, you know, after this, we're taking a month off. I mean, uh, Gophers don't play till the Mariucci Classic, and then after the Mariucci Classic, they have a week off. So, uh we're going to be gone until January 11th. So a nice long break for you guys. Hammy, you can catch up on all your gambling in, in Vegas if you want to. So, nah, I won't be going there. Oh, no more Vegas trips, huh? huh that's okay. Well, nah. you, don't forget, you can for- next year.
1: <laughs> Before we sign off, I wanted to ask Hammy one thing. We okay. got a, a question from Big Mistake this week about yeah. if Big Tens affected recruiting. And when I was looking at the recruiting classes, it's still, you know, BC, BU, North Dakota, Minnesota, and I think UMD is really the only school that's capitalized on the Big Ten. I think they've done a really good job recruiting, but I I don't think it's had as big of an impact as people are making it to seem.
2: Uh, I would agree. I don't know. I didn't see the comments, so I don't know exactly what was said, but, I mean, the, the, from a Gopher perspective, um, the only thing that I think is – had an impact on them to some extent is when kids are being recruited young it's like sometimes i think they they're pulling the trigger on some on others that they probably would want to pull the trigger on at some point down the line the kid already commits early and sometimes that works for teams sometimes it doesn't and it's kind of like you know what this whole I know that we've talked about the gentleman's agreement kind of going out the window and stuff, but yeah. you know, not every kid is going to renege on an early commitment either. So I just think that there's there's a lot of dynamics to it. I think the league part gets very, very overrated. I mean, if you look at some of the recruits that even some of the you know the Big Ten schools that haven't been great, you know, they still get some good recruits. Um, I don't think that it's that at all. Um, I have really yet to hear of a golfer recruiting loss where it was chalked up to oh yeah i didn't want to play in the big 10 it's you know or something (laughs) along those lines um that's just kind of a lame excuse that's i think some people look at the team the last few years and you know in the conference and just make assumptions that oh well you know the gophers aren't as good because they're playing in a weaker conference and they just kind of make these leaping conclusions and it's like you know it's just never as simplistic as that and people need to remember it's not like the gophers were always great even in you know the wcha they had you know some down years and whatever and didn't have the greatest talent every single solitary year and um so i just think that people overrate that to some extent well
0: all right there you go folks i mean
2: i don't know i mean what's your opinion on that i mean that's the way i think i mean just from my experience talking to a lot of different people over the years you know last few years it's I've never heard, like, that being a deciding factor at all, particularly when you consider that the Gophers still play, you know, a a decent chunk of those teams, and, and, you know, they play in the BCs. They're playing in North Dakota this year. They played Notre Dame, and Notre Dame's not always great, but they've been pretty good um, in recent years. They get good players. I mean, they're going to be coming into the league. So, I mean, I I just think there's a lot of... uh, Lame excuses when I start pointing towards a conference. That's just people hating on the fact that they made that change. It's kind of like Bingo. they don't want to. It's like get over it. Bingo. I mean, we've talked about it a hundred times. <laughs> it's like, it's like I don't mean to be a dick, but dude, whoever you are, get a life, get over it. It's not going back to how it was, and it never will go back that way because these conference changes, especially for a Big Ten, it just isn't going to go back. And I'm not saying they have to like it, but it's kind of like when you're searching for excuses, you know, for why things aren't this way or that way or whatever. I mean, I would be much more willing to go with, you know, early commitments and, you know, missed out on this kid. And the coach has made a wrong choice on that kid. But to say it has something to do with the conference to me is ridiculous.
0: Well, I, I think one thing that does have to do with the conference and we saw it this past week in Vigo, uh, Three thousand no-shows for uh, Friday night's game. 15, yeah, and that's uh, been a problem
1: uh, since they um, moved to the conference yeah. and they did the scholarship seating.
0: I mean, it know, was, I think it it's was something the university
1: 50, needs to look at.
0: Under fifty-four hundred scanned tickets said Friday Friday evening, and there was uh, uh, I want to say 8,800 8, or so um, uh, tickets sold. So uh, those that's not prices doing this. That's three thousand people who show who paid for tickets and didn't show up. I mean, you've been doing your article the past two years, and I want to say fifty five hundred is the first time we've gone below six thousand at least for a league game. So it, it, here's here's the
2: question that I have though: It's like okay, prices. It's like okay, yeah, they sold the tickets, but I also think that when your average fan that isn't going to be paying that kind of coin who is a lot more likely to be a diehard that's going to show up to all the games, but they just can't afford it. You know what I mean? It's like, if you're just going to throw, cause you're, you know, you make money and you're corporate and you're, you know, or whatever. And you're just buying the tickets for various reasons. Oh, we'll renew next year. Well, you know, it's not because you're passionate about the team, but it's just like, Oh, we'll renew whatever. And, um, to me, the average fan that would be really passionate about the team, um, and fill the stands, be more likely to fill the stands. Those are the ones that the pricing really does affect, in my opinion.
0: Well, there's no doubt that the uh, the old blue collar fan has been priced out of go for hockey, whether we like it or not. It's just a fact. Um, uh, it's expensive. It's, it's it's not the same audience as it was before. And like you said, you, it probably is something to that Hammy, where you know we got these corporate tickets or people who just ah we can afford it. Uh, I don't. It's Ohio State. Let's not go. I mean, but, geez, that's – it, Vigo, it's, you know, it's, it's obviously affecting – it's slowly affecting the bottom line because they are selling less tickets. But you know Lucia cannot stand it when it's that empty for a game.
1: Yeah, it is kind of hard to understand. You know, it's like a spiteful apathy that people yeah. have with this program right now. Um, whatever it is that they choose to have them get turned off, whether it's the Big Ten or it's the scholarship seating or the prices or, or Coach Lucia, you know, these people are just picking that reason not to show up or not support the program. I mean, I don't even know if it's so much a cost factor because, you know, NFL games are not cheap, and that's a pretty blue-collar group as well. Yeah, yeah. And they still they still show up. They still buy tickets. So I, I don't know what the answer is. You know, we had somebody asking us, what's the hypothetical next coach for the Gophers? <laughs> yep. I, I don't think that's necessarily gonna help but you never know I mean these people are just not going out of spite and I it's, believe uh, it hard I to believe fathom.
2: It, I believe it would help I think I mean, yeah. I, I, I'm not a Lucia hater I mean I really appreciate what he has done for the program over the years I do think and i even recall back in the day him kind of talking about you know a coach having a shelf life, at, you know at a particular yeah. Position And I really do believe that. I mean, I think you can say that from a fan perspective. You can say that from, you know, a player perspective to some degree. I, I do believe that there does come a time where the, the messages and the, the passion becomes stale for one reason or another. And, I, you know, that has to do with the leadership. And um, you can't tell me, for instance, that, I mean, look at Wisconsin know was around a lot longer than the eaves and granted the gophers never sunk to the levels that wisconsin did but you know they're already doing a lot lot better for them you know compared to recent years in recruiting and i think that there's a lot more momentum in a positive way for that school and um you can't tell me that that would not make an impact um at least to some extent moving forward from a fan perspective and and feeling passionate about things and um, you know, we see it in the NFL and other sports all the time where <clears throat> coaching change tends to just light a fire under the under the team and the fan base. And um, I, I think this could be a time. I've been talking for a few years that I think they need to have some kind of a succession plan in mind. And I know that, of course, the athletic department being an upheaval in recent years probably didn't help. But
0: what is I do it think not it an, an upheaval? Time. I mean, there they, are always so many problems with that athletic department. It's getting ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, obviously, there, I mean, there was a story this weekend. Uh, was it Scoggins talking about lack of people showing up, you know, for go for basketball, go for football, the Timberwolves. Um, I, I don't know if this 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 town is a bandwagon town these days, but uh, it's happening. It's not just hockey, but obviously we talk about hockey because of the way we're seeing it. And then when we see 3,000 no-shows, it it, it it is a bit scary, so we'll just have to wait and see. Any final thoughts, boys? Hammy?
2: Nope. Good uh, to go? Man, I've I vented enough tonight. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, enjoy the break and uh, try to catch the World Juniors. There will be a lot of uh, good talent. This year's uh, U.S. team has probably the best group of forwards they've ever had. It's always such uh,
0: great hockey. Oh, it's you know, so for, entertaining.
1: For Novak to be left off that list is pretty impressive.
2: Yeah, well, what what can you do? Uh. <laughs> Didn't they see somebody put Eastern bias or something like that?
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't buy that at all. They it's kind like of like a
2: they see who's like coaching and everything, right?
1: You know what
0: yeah. I mean? yeah, just it is what it is, people. I mean, considering you know how many great players have played on those teams and and how bad those teams were in the in the nineties and whatnot. Uh, just count your blessings. How good USA hockey has been for the past 10 years because before that it was awful folks nobody cared about it nobody watched it um but uh, now now it's a big deal so make sure you watch it that's just after christmas isn't it viggs
1: yep it starts the 26th and you know it's the best hockey that you'll be able to watch a lot of talent a lot of mistakes and it's fun to watch
0: and it's in toronto so these times won't be goofy so uh make sure you pay attention to it a lot of college kids out there a lot of a lot of a lot of future of the NHL right there, so make sure you tune in for that. But like I said, we're going to be off for a month. We're going to come back in uh, January 11th. We'll recap Mary G Classic and preview Michigan. Um, remember, you can follow Vigo at Evigo on Twitter and at HammyHockey for Hammy on Twitter. Thanks for listening, gang. We will see you next year.
3: All right. Um, uh, I guess you've had some inconsistency in your D this season. Is that sort of in effect, just the whole team playing together, and some and part of uh, Nick Sealer and Mike Redden?
4: Well, I mean, uh, obviously you miss a couple guys, and and uh, but we do have five guys that you know play on a regular basis. I think it, you know with Jack Glover getting have his. Two surgeries. Uh, you know, it's been a process getting his game back. Um, but we've been consistently inconsistent. I think that's fair to say. And until we take a step in the right direction um, from a defensive standpoint, then you know we'll we'll continue to win and lose the game.
3: Have you been working with Eric on his uh, like just game by game trying to get that?
4: Yeah, and you know what? To, to Eric's defense, on on Saturday, and that was how we began our video. I mean, here you go. Let's you know he had a, he played very well against Boston College. Played very well Friday night. Really gave up two. Um, you know, because we, we kicked the one that he had out from him, and then we ended up putting in our own net. You know, so he did his job, and then, okay, let's start the game on Saturday. Here you go. Let's have a tap in off the side of the net for your first shot. And, oh, by the way, let's have a 160-foot two-on-one for your second shot. I mean, it's just that's on us, and uh, we've got to be better, and we've got to be smarter.
3: What do you like out of his play so far in this really dominant game so far this
4: season? Um, you know, when when he's he's on top of his crease, he's aggressive, um, he's making that first save, and you, you can just see it. You can see it in his eyes. And, you know, obviously we need that night in and night out, but, you know, we have to do a better job in front of him at times too because, you know, early in the year we weren't, you know, when we've played well, we're not giving up a bunch of odd man rushes, and then at times we just, you know, fall asleep. And it's just that's that's our team this year. You know, we, we can play Two good periods or a good game and then we're not as good the next night and then you know we get beat and it's like okay now coaches are up their rear ends again and okay they'll respond and then it's relaxed so you know it's frustrating
5: you said you were going to burn the tape and others kind of forget the Saturday night game. But did you give the boys a few extra laps or anything uh,
4: Monday, or Monday? Uh, No, you know what? We, uh, we broke down the video. There's some areas that I wanted to show them. You know, I showed them how we started the game the first two or three minutes. Um, we showed them, uh, you know, some turnovers that absolutely kill our game. We showed them some positive with the D jumping up into play and making plays in the offensive zone. Um, and and uh, so it was, you know, it was business as usual. Um, you know, you, you you have a couple of those bullets during the course of the season. Uh, we have one week left to go uh, against Michigan State. We we did lose to a good team. Um, you know, the positive for me last week, and we only gave up forty-seven shots on the weekend. You know that's twenty three, twenty four a game. So we've sitting, we're sitting good in, in, in that area. We've done a pretty good job, but it's that, that that consistency of of defending and being smart and layering the D and not giving up odd man rushes. And that's that's that mental approach too. And and that's the, and I told them on the ice today. I mean, hey, you can make a mistake being aggressive. I, I can live with that. I, I don't I don't like the mental mistakes. And um, you know I don't like if you know we we get beat on on some. Um, Loose pucks are getting beat on around the front of our net because we're not competing to the whistle.
5: How did, would you describe the play Tommy Novak so far this year? Um,
4: kind of like our team. You know, I think that uh, Tommy's a good player, and he's, you know, offensively he's put up, you know, some numbers are improving. So from that element, that, that's, that's a real positive. I think his game has been a little bit in and out. Um, I think that there's more there. Um, and um, that's what we're trying to demand. You know, he, he, I think he has the ability to go to another level.
2: Instead, I know the lines are kind of scrambled because of a few misconducts. But with the with uh, Tyler Sheehy, Justin Klucek, uh, I and mean, that Rem Pitlick, is that line that you're going to kind of keep together? Well, with?
4: I mean, uh, those guys are. Uh, they're going to get their fair share of ice this weekend i can promise you that whether it's together or moving some guys around uh we know smithula is out he's not going to play this weekend um so it forces us to, to move some things around um you know we, we we've got some guys that uh quite frankly have to play better up front um you know and you're sitting with zero or one goal and not many assists five on five well it's december it's time and uh you know i i i think that that whether it's uh, Vinny's having a really good year, and you know, obviously Rem, is, seems like he's really coming on now in the last week or two, um, which is real positive for us. So I think you're going to find that uh, when the puck drop, drops Friday, uh, you know what the line chart looks like. Um, <laughs> by the 14 minute mark, it might not look the same. And uh, whether it's double shifting some guys that are playing good hockey, um, and, and uh, we got to figure out who we're even taking on the trip. Um, I mean, i I haven't even decided who's going. I know which 7-D are going, but I, I don't know, you know, what forwards are going to go yet. We'll, we'll talk about it some more.
5: Could you expand a little bit more on Pidlick uh, and what you're seeing in this game? I, I think we're
4: seeing that explosive in the back. Um, you know, he had that injury, and it took him a while. You know, he, we missed him that week. But I, I start to see his confidence growing, um, and, he, and he looks like he's, you know, moving in the right right direction right now. I mean, he's a very good hockey player. Um, and when he's playing aggressive and, you know, his speed, um, I, 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 that's when he becomes a difference maker. And we've seen at times that, you know, that explosiveness on a 50-50 puck where it's like, boom, just has another gear that most people don't have.
5: Last year's uh, USHL stats were pretty equal between goals and assists, and right now he's lopsided. Mm-hmm. He's assists first and goals last. Yeah, left. and I
4: think that's I think that's how he's playing a little bit right now, He's deferring, uh, and I don't want him to defer. He's got a really good shot. I mean, he's arguably got as good a shot as anybody in our team. And, and I, I'd like to see him, you know, getting three or four shots a game. And if he starts getting his shot numbers up, he's going to score goals. And uh, so I, even though, he's, you know, that line's been great and the other guys are doing the scoring, I, you know, he, he, he's he got to be a little bit more selfish at times. A
5: little, about the same kind of question about Novak, more assists than goals. Yeah, I think
4: Tommy's more always going to be that type of player. Uh, you know, what uh, Tommy's shot is improving, but, you know, I think that – he, his mentality has always been his whole career, you know, is going to be a, a, a centerman that's dishing to his wings, you know, and that's why you know he was so good with Hudson last year because you know he's a left-handed center dishing to Hudson, and Hudson had his best years, and you know that's because you know, I think Tommy did a good job of getting him some pucks in areas where he could score.
5: Tom, just to expand on, on a comment you said earlier about uh, if some of the guys aren't going. You'd uh, change things up a little bit. When you get down to like three lines or two lines, even and
4: four. Well, it's tar. I mean, we you can play through You can play nine forwards in four D. I know that. Yeah. You know, you don't have to play six D on the penalty kill. I mean, hey, if if uh, if you're a defensive, you probably like playing five. That, that's that's probably the perfect number to play. Um, and and uh, you know if we have to shorten the bench, we're going to shorten the bench. I mean, it's just we've been pretty equitable, and we've played a lot of four lines, and and uh, but you know we we have to start to get some production from some guys too, and and they have to have that mentality that you know if I'm not scoring, you know what am I bringing to the table? Am I going to be physical? Am I going to be willing to block a shot? I mean, I think those are some areas that we're disappointed. In. I mean, this is a this is a poor shot blocking team, not by our D. I mean, there's. I know there's a handful of guys that will block a shot, and I know there's a lot of other guys that will conveniently get out of the way, and that's not the, the mentality that we have to have. So you can tell I'm a little agitated.
3: <laughs> do, you a, uh, a, uh, do you have a longer timetable on Shumtula?
4: Uh Well, he, we, we anticipate that he'll be ready to go when we come back after Christmas. Okay.
5: The IH, IIHF preliminary USA roster just mm-hmm. came out, and mm-hmm. like a couple of the guys were selected for the team. So do you think playing on an international level will
4: affect the team dynamically? No, I mean, we're so used to that that, uh, you know, if Lindgren makes a team, I think he's got a really good shot, shot for the dynamic that he brings with that toughness and ruggedness on the back end. Um you know, Friday night we'll have the six that'll be playing when he's gone. So, you know, it's nothing unusual for our program. And you know, we're happy for anybody that gets selected. We've had a large number of kids go play internationally, and we've we've never held kids back. I, I think it's a tremendous honor anytime you can play for your country. And Herb Brooks did play here and coach here. Pardon? Herb Brooks didn't yes, he play did
3: play and coach here. Yeah. So. What was the mindset on the ice for practice this week? Uh, got to get, get to work. Um, we got a big series here, last one before Christmas. Uh, you can close it out feeling okay about our first half, or you can kind of be a little bit down going into break. So we just got to play well and uh, get ready to or put ourselves in a good position and have a good second half. Is it
5: tough to shake that Saturday night game out of your
3: memory? We play it Saturday?
5: <laughs>
3: no, yeah. Uh. Yeah, obviously, uh, you know, you come come to the ring Monday and you're uh, pissed off and ready to battle. So it's been, uh, you know, high energy, really, uh, you know, competitive practices. So I think, you know, uh, we took as much as we could uh, positively from it. But we also, you know, had, you know, some pretty uh, informal video sessions that, you know, guys really had to see, you know, what we looked like out there on that night. So uh, it's been good and, uh, you know, we just got to not let it happen ever again.
5: Did they work hard on
3: the ice? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we work pretty hard every day, and as far as our practice are, you know, really competitive, and we skate a lot, and uh, they're tough, so uh, it definitely a little notch up this week, but uh, it's been good tempo.
5: I know you're giving a great effort every game, but how do you relay that and get the rest of the guys all going the same way as a captain
3: the Yeah, that's obviously, uh, you know, a little bit of a challenge, but uh you just kind of got to get the message across. You know, you hope that you uh, uh, inspire guys, I guess, by, you know, your effort both uh, on the ice uh, and uh, through your, you know, talking to them and just showing how much it, it matters to this program and uh, what we do on the ice. So uh, it'll continue to, you know, be an important thing for us older guys to do. Is And uh, hopefully everyone gets on board and I think we can do something good here.
1: You guys were really good at faceoffs at the beginning of the year. The last few weekends it's been um, the other teams got you in the dot. Has that been an area of practice this week, trying to get back, be better at off Um yeah, uh,
3: you know obviously only three or four guys do do it. You know the wings can help on you know lost draws and uh, tie ups, but uh, so a centerman take draws after practice. But uh, some of it, uh, you know, there's not really an excuse for last week, but. Against, like, Mankato, their new refs, the WCHI refs, when we were down there, we just got rinsed. And then when we went out east, you know, it seems that there's different uh, – the different refs have different rules as far as guys uh, grounding their stick before it draws and stuff like that, which uh, is a little bit of an excuse, but uh, we for sure need to be better. They're really important. And if you start with the puck every face off, uh, your team's going to have a lot better success to get chances. Thoughts about
5: gold
3: uh eric's our guy uh he you know he i'm looking forward to uh, uh how he plays uh this friday and uh, how he plays the rest of the season uh, uh he's a confident kid and uh uh we have uh complete trust in him
5: Find it even, i mean it's, I, don't, I don't know i don't know what the right word is amazing you pick a word the difference between him from last year to this year and, and how big of a surprise is it to see that he's not up to what he was doing last year
3: um you know i think it can happen uh um, last year before Christmas, I was terrible. And then, uh, you know, I think it's one thing I, I can for sure relay to him. And then I, you know, found my game in the second half last year. So, you know, it just happens. You go, you know, you lose a little confidence here, a little confidence there, and then you're not at your best. But uh, he's uh, he's going to be good. Uh, we trust him. Um, everyone goes through uh, rough patches, and uh, we got, uh, I'm pretty confident. We got the best going in the conference. So we look forward to him bouncing back as our whole team needs to about Michigan State? Uh, they've been playing re- really well as late. Uh, they went into uh, North Dakota and got a win in a split in Ralph a couple weeks ago. So they're a good team. Uh, I think they had a slow start. Uh, I think they're a little bit of a younger team if I uh, remember right. Uh, but they're going to play hard. It's hard to win two games in that barn. I think we split the last um, three times that, or since I've been here. Uh, we split there every time. So it's uh, going to be a challenge to get two wins out there, but you know, we got to go there with that one goal.
5: I'm going to jinx things. Do you miss Just not having had a shootout in a year and a half? You
3: know? Um, I don't know. I don't know what uh, – I can't remember what they're like even. Uh, I think I've only went once or twice in college and got stoned both times, so uh, it's probably not a big changer for me personally. But uh, I don't know. I guess we'll have to see once we get to one. Hopefully we don't need to get to one this weekend and can save those for a second half or something.
5: Got it. I don't miss it.